Welcome to the Beanball, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. With me today um, is my co-host Joey Price. That's right. I'm here this week, uh, and probably future weeks too. I'll I'll be joined. You'll be joined by me if that's how you want to think of this now. Yeah, I get. And you know what? I guess my name is Brady O'Callahan. <laughs> Really? Yeah, this is Brady's <laughs> podcast, and Joey joins him. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hey, really are, good start. Really good start. We're not losing our minds. We are also joined, actually joined, by our friend Evan Barden. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Beanball. What's up, guys? Very happy to be on the Beanball. Yeah, thanks for um, uh, hopping on this Google Hangout. I know we're all oh, super yeah. busy these days. Yeah, I had uh, to really carve this one out in my schedule. Uh-huh. Yeah, we appreciate that, too. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Evan is a dirt softballer with us. He plays on our team that yes, currently yes. isn't playing. And uh, you grew up playing baseball, right? You played into high school, into college? Yeah, I played club baseball in college, I would say, at like a 30% commitment level. Okay. Uh, <laughs> club, the club teams are a little bit uh you know more lax especially at a small yeah. school yeah that's so. almost half that's almost halfway to a failing grade dude yeah yeah almost uh, i played just long enough to uh irreparably fuck up my like shoulder and rotator cuff so that's that's how much i played oh wow yeah that's good that's the exact amount that you don't want to play i would say <laughs> I, I would say so there's like one or two innings of my life that if I could just not do those in college, my arm would be totally fine right now. Well, I mean, while that's, uh, you know, on the top of our minds, what exactly happened, dude? How did, how did uh, that happen? Yeah, so it's not even a spectacular story. It's that um, in college, I wasn't really pitching. I was just like, because I said I was about 30% committed. I would go to like some practices, play some games. I never traveled with the team. Um so I played middle infield basically, and I was like a utility utility or backup infielder. And um, we were playing this one doubleheader, uh, I think my sophomore or junior year, and we were running out of pitchers. And I had pitched in high school, uh, but I had not even thrown regularly in a practice for over a month at this point. Oh my god! I think yeah, <laughs> I think I had played a little bit of the first game at like second base but I had otherwise not really even had a practice in over a month. And I was like, yeah, I can go in and throw for maybe two outs. Like, I think I had to get out of the inning or something like that. And I was like, I'll go pitch the rest of the inning. I think I pitched, ended up pitching two or two and a half full innings. And my arm just like never, never let me uh, off the hook for it. Yeah. Because I just had not, did I, you, not did you, I was so out of shape and I tried to how pitch. Did you, how did you pitch that game? Did you pitch well? I like did what I normally do, which is throw some slow junk and get ground <laughs> balls. Yeah. Like it wasn't particularly good, but it wasn't particularly bad. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough for a 30 for 30 at the very yeah. least. <laughs> at, at the very least. <laughs> but yeah, that's, so that's all it was. It was just a uh, arm very out of shape and attempting to throw as hard as I could for eight outs or something like that yeah wow yeah. i uh went to a minor league game and threw 
three pitches as hard as I could. My arm hurt for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yep. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, well, Evan, despite that uh, career ending injury, <laughs> uh, um, you are a uh, great player. One of the best in the league, I would go so far to say. Thank you. Um, Aside from that team of strong guys, there's that whole team made up of strong a, people. Yeah, there's one yeah. team of strong people. So we'll forego them. Okay, but, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a great shortstop, a great hitter. Um, a real bonus for us to have on, on the squad, for sure. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the sort of post-baseball career of just being great at co-ed rec softball. Yeah. <laughs> Really is yeah. nice. You, you get a few years of separation from being good at a, a thing, and then you can really come back to a lesser version of that thing. Yeah. With and, full, and full gusto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dominate. It's like going going back to training wheels. I tell you what, I've never fallen off a bike since I went back. <laughs> yeah. Just about. Uh, when, when you played in high school, what position did you typically play or was it kind of a rotating? Uh, it was a little bit of a rotation, um, but I would say junior and senior year, the groove typically was shortstop and pitcher. Um, although I would occasionally play second. And I think even uh, the, so I made a, the league all-star team my senior year. And I think I made it as a second baseman. I played like just enough games at second base to qualify for that position. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Cool. And I played a little bit of third base maybe in my sophomore, junior year. But I grew up playing shortstop and pitching. And by the end of high school, it was me and another kid named Evan, who was like almost my same size. We basically just rotated shortstop and pitching. Uh, and then the day after we pitched, we would play second because we didn't have okay. to throw that far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many games would you play a week in high school? That's a good question. I think... You play two or three. Oh, okay. So maybe just two. I'm not sure. And was it like always on the weekends? Was it like consecutive days? Because you say like the day after you pitch, you play second, or is it just like the uh, game, game after? Game after. Okay. Game after. Yeah. So, no, I think it's. If I remember correctly, I can remember actually the wrestling schedule a lot more vividly because wrestling was always Wednesday, Saturday. So I assume that baseball followed a similar thing of like yeah. two games a week. And maybe when you're in tournament, you have three games or something like that. But generally speaking, yeah, you play an after-school game, and then you play a weekend game. And this was in the Northeast, right? Yeah, this is uh, Metro Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. So, yeah, the other thing is, like, the seasons, you know, compared to a lot of the country are pretty short. I think the overall baseball atmosphere up there is not that competitive. Like, mm -hmm. you don't get that many pros out of um, – Massachusetts and most of the kids that ever do get to that level are all prep school or um, yeah, they go to like usually a couple big schools that are private up in Massachusetts. St. John's, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, was a big baseball school, but yeah. That's why like, um, that's why Mike Trout was kind of overlooked in the draft. Oh yeah. He, he was from Jersey. And so nobody like took that region seriously at all. Yeah. And Evan, maybe that is what cost you. Maybe that's what it was. I was also small and didn't practice that much. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that was probably the region. Yeah, probably the region. We can definitely chalk it up to one of those two for sure. 
um, let it, let us know. Um, the Beanball Podcast at gmail.com if you have an opinion. Um, yeah, that's something that I've never really thought about, though, is uh, like high school players are still probably figuring a lot of what their baseball future looks like. And so, yeah, you'd have pitch uh, pitchers, but like they're not exclusively pitching. You know, they, they might yeah. field other positions. Um, which I'm, I'm glad to see that your coach at least had the foresight to like slot you into second base where you wouldn't need to huck balls after like a full pitching game. But I can't imagine that that's true for every team, which seems dangerous and bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think probably too, the better the team is like the more stacked you are, the more players you have at your, you know, disposal to like play those positions. And I think the thing with me and the other Evan is that we were probably our two best infielders. So to have one of us sit after pitching or to really replace either of us was kind of like a too big of a liability for the team. Mm. So even if we were, even if our arms were hanging off, they just wanted us to play. Yeah. Uh, I think we were also two, probably by senior year, we were probably two of the be- like three or four best hitters on the team too. So you just like couldn't sit us, but I would imagine like a real team, you know, in a different part of the country or whatever, uh, would just, they have like enough weapons to where their pitchers can be a little more, uh, flexible in terms of how much they play. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like nice that for a high school that wasn't going to go play college or anything, it was nice to basically just play every single game. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, for sure. I even had this weird rep when I was a sophomore. Uh, I got pulled up to varsity when I was a sophomore, and fuck, I'm trying you to find my, you could have been Mike Trout, man. <laughs> yeah, so I, I fucking Boston. But I got pulled up. I got pulled up this year when I was a sophomore, and I was only allowed to be a relief pitcher. And I, uh, my my coach that year was the last year he coached in our town. He was a former major leaguer. Uh, this guy, Mike Pagarulo, he, I think he actually won a ring with the twins in 93. Does that sound right? Oh, wow. Um, 92. What, what was this? There was 99. one year it was a strike. What year was the strike? 94 was? was the strike. 91, so I, think he, I think was the twins. Okay. So maybe 91, he won a ring. He played for the Yankees Rangers. He played in Japan for a while, but, um, he, he like really prized, you know, hitting and also strength so me as like a 110 pound sophomore in high school i basically wasn't allowed to hit i think i had four at bats that whole season but i pitched in over half of the games or something like that holy shit (laughs) (laughs) my uh my the 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 pitching coach called me every day eddie gordata which i believe was a he was an old time reliever not old time but 90s reliever or something like that because i pitched an inning or an out in like half the games of that season. <laughs> Mike Paglarulo, right? Yeah. Paglarulo. He, uh, the Twins paid him $1.2 million in 1992 to play for him. So there you go. There you go. That's something. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, um, did you ever. Uh, he, he, he became a, a hitting coach for the Marlins. Yeah. He, he went back to the majors. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That's amazing. Yeah, his son was a couple years younger than me, but he went to private school. He played on like a legit team. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
Um, did you ever play uh, anyone who went on to future baseball stardom or future baseball teamdom? I do not think so. Yeah. No. Um, there was no one that good. And I was never at that high a level. So you um, said that like you grew up in a baseball house. Yeah. You played a lot of baseball, obviously. Yeah. You do not follow baseball. Have you ever really followed baseball? Um, I've always been sort of like a more of a fair weather baseball fan. It was easier to follow it living outside of Boston where the Red Sox are very much like a religion, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard to have any Boston sporting event happen without knowing about it. It's you really like, can't go to school or something and not know that there's a big game or something, or if a team is in the playoffs, etc. So I definitely paid more attention back then. And I also was living in a house with my brother who uh, I would say part of why we are a baseball family, if not the primary reason is my brother was actually very good. And he was really into it and pretty disciplined about it and watched a lot of baseball too. So my older brother would watch a lot. And my mom probably watched as much or more baseball than anyone. Uh, so really the fact that I just don't live with them is a huge part of why I don't watch any baseball or, <laughs> yeah. or pay that much attention to it anymore. But, um, but yeah, that was probably the most I've ever paid attention was like middle school, high school years. And uh, your mom and brother were Sox fans. Did your mom grow up in? No, my Boston? mom's from, my mom is from a combination of uh, Napa Valley hmm. and Hawaii. So she has a Bay Area sports allegiance, and she. But she was kind of like agnostic, I think. And not once she was in Boston and lived there for years, she just became a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Although I do remember going to see like a couple games at Candlestick way back in the day. Uh, so I think the Giants were her hometown team. That's great. Yeah. But uh, but I also had like an uncle who was more of an A's fan, and my brother and I. One thing my dad had somehow engineered as a coach during throughout like little league essentially was that we were always on the A's hmm. for, <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> that's great. So yeah. Yeah, that's very fun. We yeah. Um <clears throat> we definitely wrote we talked about this on a recent episode, how like the rotation of teams that you play on as in little league. It's always fun. Like what, what, what was the brand name team that you played for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the ironic thing too, was like, I, we all hated the team that was the Red Sox. <laughs> it was like, uh, <laughs> uh, this wasn't little, it wasn't little league. We played in something called Bambino, which was sort of a knockoff little league. And in Bambino, I think the Red Sox, they were just like one of the more unlikable teams of kids or something, or maybe the parents at that age, you know, who knows. Um, but yeah, did not like the Red Sox in our little league. And I think, I, the, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember now, because I definitely remember a few of the teams and I, this was in San Diego and I never remember there being a Padres team. And I'm, you know, there, there probably was. But part of me wonders if, like, my league made a conscious decision to not have the local team as an option. There's something in my memory about that being true. Like, 
the minute I said the Red Sox, I was like, is that wrong? Were they the Red Sox? I think they were. And I think maybe it was like one of the mid-tier leagues when we were mm-hmm. in middle school. Maybe there, there we didn't have the Red Sox. But that's definitely a thing I've heard about is that a lot of little leagues don't have the local team. I mean, it makes like sense. too much of a favorite. I, right, exactly. I yeah. was going to say I was the Indians, but I, at that time I was living in Toledo, which is like kind of just outside of Detroit. So Detroit would have been the home team there. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I I don't remember there being a Tigers. Team. There, there definitely was never a Yankees. Oh, we had a Yankees. Never ever. Yeah, yeah. We had a Yankees. We had a Dodgers. Those I remember definitely happen, happening. And I think we had a Rock. I want. I might have been on the Rockies, which would have been like right around when they oh, yeah. were created. Right, right. They were a cool team. I remember like yeah. everyone had their gear, even though like yeah. no one was a Rockies fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just like fun to root for the new team, kind of. All those expansion teams were kind of like that. Like I think about basketball, I feel like everyone had a Charlotte Hornets jersey or like the Magic and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, with the exception of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. (laughs) Because they had just horrible branding (laughs) from the get go. Uh, Yeah, you're so you're more of a of a basketball fan. You're a pretty big basketball these days, which. Which is a flip from as a kid. We, we like we played some youth basketball, but for the most part, like my brother was short. He wasn't particularly good. I was not particularly good. I think I played the longest, and I stopped in sixth grade. Do you um, uh, play so, yeah. at all now? I play some pickup sometimes. Yeah, there's like a big email thread of comedians in New York that play pickup, and I go do that sometimes. I'm very bad at basketball. Yeah, oh, I'm not good uh i was never good at shooting i i was the point yeah. guard and i would just dish dish it out you know that's it yeah i would launch threes every once in a while and have like a 10 percent hit rate I, <laughs> I couldn't hit a free throw for my life i think it's still true like one thing about that is that i think i like watching basketball more and i like playing baseball more mm-hmm. baseball to me is a very it's kind of an opaque game from a spectator's point of view and basketball is a lot more obvious not only kind of like in how it works but just in like the personalities of the players it's more entertainment focused i think and baseball has a lot of things that i think are fascinating as somebody who has played it but i could understand other people not liking it at all like it's i don't know how it is watching pro games these days i haven't been since i think i went to a game like last year but there's like that weird decorum, you know, having managers like in uniform uh-huh. and a lot of like, there's a lot of biting your tongue. Like I know that there are famous rants of coaches and players going off on people, but that's only because it's bottled up so much. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely a like toe, like toe the company line kind of thing with baseball that is maybe breaking a little bit i think that like the younger players now have a little bit more of their own unique personalities than you're used to seeing um i feel uh, like uh i feel like but certainly nothing like basketball yeah Uh, basketball is like the the cool um like politically engaged um hip like sport everyone who plays it is like cool um there's like every once in a while you get like a good coach um but and like football is on the opposite end of the spectrum it's just like universally bad 
um, yeah. for the most part. <laughs> and baseball just kind of like rides that middle ground where you're mm-hmm. you're kind of just like, I'm pretty sure if you guys talked more, you'd be bad, like more closely aligned. But, you know, everyone yeah. is just like, hey, we put on our uniform, we do our job. and Yeah. Know. Like one example I can think of from probably around – little league time maybe middle school was really when uh soccer socks became the du jour sock to wear in baseball so like a one solid colored sock and it was really like challenging norms of baseball where you're supposed to wear stirrups right you really should be wearing a sanitary sock and then a stirrup over it and that's like a traditional look you know, it there's this weird thing to baseball uniforming that's almost like menswear or something where it's like, nope, there's a tradition and you can kind of like accent it and change it a little bit, but it's this classic thing and it is not as open to innovation as say streetwear. And I think like NBA is the streetwear where it's like, it's always changing, always evolving. Whoever decides something is cool means it's cool. But like yeah. Manny Ramirez gets chewed out for putting his pants all the way down, you know, for yeah. like five seasons in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was some all-star game. This was probably like 2010, 2011, uh, where Brian Wilson on the Giants like wore sneaker, wore cleats that like had too much of a, a, a non-dominant color. Yeah. And he was like fine for it. And it was for the all-star game. And yeah. It's like, That's so silly. Who cares? Yeah. It's so stupid. What's but, especially funny about like uh it not being like a streetwear um sort of thing is like the like number one thing in like uh dominated like accessory in streetwear, probably besides the sneaker, is probably like a baseball cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I find I, I have watched more basketball in the last few years than I ever have in my life. And I find like the kind of understanding like what is happening and like the entertainment of it to be really straightforward. But I have a hard time of like knowing what to watch, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, um, yeah. To have an idea of like what the teams are trying to set up and things like that with the offenses or defenses are trying to set up i like that is all kind of lost on me yeah that's like one of the things i like about i do like about baseball you know it's like attention is very focused for the most part and Mm -hmm. it's kind of this game uh i don't know guys what's the common analogy used for baseball it's not chess right is that football more i'm not sure yeah But, but there's something with baseball where like everything's still nothing's happening and everyone on the field is essentially preparing for like 15 different scenarios that could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of like are running through these possibilities in their head. And it really depends on like what physically transpires next. And so it's kind of this game of, um, I think, I mean, I think all sports are like this, but you're, you're gauging the different like possibilities, likelihoods of things might happening. And then you just need to know the contingency plan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more like reaction, reacting to what happens than right. like making something. Happen. It's like a jam band. It's like, you know, fish, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's jazz, well, baby. It's jazz. It's jazz. Well, but I think, I think, I think sports with more movement are more, more like that because it's yeah. really like baseball has no flow. And yeah. it's sort of unique 
Well, it's not. I mean, football is similar. Football has been engineered, right, to be like stop, go, stop, yeah. go. Um, and baseball is more on that end, uh, where it's sort of a fascinating. I I think it's just like a f- interesting game from that perspective because you do have like a minute every time to just reset, think about what's next, prepare, do it, or try to do it. And most sports, like unless you're coming out of a timeout or something, yeah. you just do not have that much time in presence of mind to sort of like think about things and set them up and also yeah. truly baseball it's like you have all that time but you truly have no idea what's going to happen next it's, yeah yeah it's not yeah. that predictable you know mm-hmm. yeah not at all so yeah i i always like that I, I might so part of us being a baseball family too is my uh i'd be remiss to not talk about my dad being a youth baseball coach because in my town amongst my age group he is famously a youth baseball coach <laughs> oh wow <laughs> like, like outside of your family he would coach other teams or he just did such a good job with you guys uh he so he did be, once i kind of got too old he went back to coaching youth baseball wow um yeah so he he was like an assistant coach for my brother's teams for years and then he was either an assistant or head coach for my teams for ages um and then i think around the time i was in like college or just after he went back and coached a middle school team just for i don't know three or four years like just for fun wow that's amazing i feel like a lot of parents obviously don't have the time or energy to do that sort of thing so i mean if, if you're willing to just do that on your own accord, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We also had a, um, we would also do this other thing. So speaking of the seasons being not as good up there, uh, we would do, we would do an indoor baseball clinic every winter at Tufts university, which was one town over from where I grew up. And that was something like Sunday mornings at, I don't even know, seven or 8. AM. We'd go over there like all winter long throughout my youth. And, um, and that was something that my dad then ran for years after we were already like out of it. That's cool. Which is also bizarre because he would wake up super early on Sundays to go teach a bunch of kids that mostly weren't even from his town. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. And was that just like drill running and things like that? Yeah, you could do batting cages and you could run drills, but it was yeah, it was, it was weird. You could pitch. Um, but everything was that, that it was an old gym that Tufts had. It wasn't even like one of their newer renovated spaces. So it was just like this old rubberized floor that was probably concrete underneath that. And it was essentially just a caged track. Um, and we would just take ground balls and throw and do drills and stuff like that. It was a little dangerous at times, but it was like the only way to play inside, really. Yeah. Or yeah. in winter. That's really fun. I, I kind of miss sports camps. Sports camps were fun. Yeah. Just like go a week for like three hours a day over the summer and just like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. like run a weaving pattern. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. I, I remember going to a baseball camp as a kid and maybe someone, maybe I laid down a sack bun or someone else. I was on base and someone laid down a sack bun. And um, the, the, whoever was running it was like, hey, don't, don't do sack buns. It's like that's like way ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking at 1995 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 We um. Yeah, we had a we had a camp in town that was pretty popular, and I think both my brother and I worked at it once we were teenagers. Like I even did that fun thing where I think when I was 13, you're not technically old enough to work there, 
but you're kind of beyond the skill level. So I would work with the little kids throughout like most of the day. And then when you play your game at the end of the day, I would just go join like the 12 and 13 year olds and play the yeah. game. Hmm. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, we should do adult sports camp. Oh, is that just rec leagues off? <laughs> That's what that is. And like Spartan race. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um yeah i um i i think it's nice evan to like talk to because i mean both Brady and i follow baseball very closely a lot of the people that we know that we talk to about baseball follow it it's nice to like also talk to people that don't necessarily follow it but still like it uh yeah. i feel yeah. like it's either it feels like it's usually one extreme or the other uh, with baseball specifically, but sports in general, where it's like, I don't follow it at all. I don't care about it or I'm obsessed with it. And it's, yeah, I think that there should be more middle ground between that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say too, it's like, I would also rather go, I, I like going to a ballpark. That's probably my mm -hmm. favorite way to watch baseball and probably my favorite pro sport experience is going to an actual ballpark um which is weird because i'll watch basketball on tv i could do that every night but going to a game is still less fun than going to a baseball game yeah. but i won't watch a baseball game on tv very often yeah yeah sure. i i, I don't know. there's a lot of games guys in a season there's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of there's a lot of games there's a lot of players and yeah. that's like Part of the fatigue for me, I'm sure you guys have talked about it plenty on this show, but it's like, as baseball becomes more and more specialized, it just feels like there's more and more stuff to keep track of, you know, with, uh, I'll play like the old man card, but it's like with a guy coming in to just to like throw to one batter and then comes right out of the game or whatever. Mm -hmm. I know we've been doing that for years, but there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of that where I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, do I care about this guy who just, comes in for like a spot thing every few games like uh eh, i don't know i don't really care about that guy i want to yeah I, I, and it's, it's just a lot of people to keep track of and i'm like oh is that the same guy that used to be on that team last year who did this one little specialty thing is he still around you know right right and yeah yeah like a lot of those guys feel very important especially like on a good team it's like oh we, yeah you they need one of these guys they need one of these guys and it's like yeah it is it is a lot especially when you compare it to something like basketball where it's like, nah, each team has like three really good players. Yeah. And then like, who's your starting you know, five and who's your like sixth man, first one off the bench, right. et cetera. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot uh, cleaner. Yeah, I think so. so. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, the thing is it's a great game. It is, you know? Yeah. It is nice just to echo what Joey was saying to have like, uh, to be like a, a a casual fan, even in the sense that like you don't follow it, but it's nice that like Joey or I could talk to you about baseball and you would understand completely and be like, oh yeah, that does sound good, like a good game, etc. <laughs> we could explain a moment, or, or we could like go to a game with you and enjoy that. I feel like I'm the same way, like around basketball. Like I don't follow it at all. I followed like the playoffs when LeBron was in Cleveland and that was super exciting. I loved that. Yeah. I watched playoffs of any sport. That's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um but like I don't I don't follow the season at all. But like yeah. if you want to go grab a beer and watch a game, hell yeah. Love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, I mean, few things have rivaled like watching some of these Red Sox playoff runs, you know, less, maybe less so in the very recent years, but like especially uh, end of high school, college when they were breaking the curse and, or failing to. Uh, that was, I mean, that's some of the most exciting sports memories ever. I don't think for me, I don't know whatever really rivals that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, very, I, very fun. Yeah. I kind of like fallen out of love with baseball at that point, but I remember that 2004 uh, ALCS like freaking dragged me back in. I was just all in on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was a freshman in college and I remember having a very like, you know that feeling? This is another, I think this is more of a baseball thing than other sports, but the high level of superstition that exists with baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a very high level of superstition around that playoff run where I had like watched every game in my bed, in my dorm room alone. <laughs> so like no one could be near me. I think I watched it like on laying on my right side. So I had to be like in that <laughs> position and I and I had some weird thing where I was like, I couldn't wash my hair <laughs> for the entirety of their run because somehow that was contributing to it. And I was at school in Connecticut. So this was like a real battleground state of Yankees fans and Red Sox fans. And I remember once we were in the World Series having Yankees fans like come in and try to like pull me off of my bed forcibly because that was that to me. That's like what was that's what was winning us the series. For me. And they were trying to like ruin it. Yeah, I love that. I yeah, yeah, I definitely do that. Anytime there's like an important game and I'm watching, like I tune in right away, and we immediately start eating shit. I'm like, I really want to keep watching, but I think it's bad for us. Yeah, anytime I am always hesitant to turn on a game mid game because I'm worried that I'm going to jinx the game for sure. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't feel that way about anything else. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like, um, I I can't watch can't watch this episode of The Office that's already ten minutes in. It might go bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like you guys and you guys identified me right as like a basketball fan. I'm like vocally watch a lot of basketball. I'm a big Warriors fan. They've had some great years recently, and I have like none of that superstition about watching those those games. <laughs> I'll watch like a Warriors game wherever with whoever doesn't matter like what I'm wearing if I'm just watching on my phone because I happen to be busy with something else like it's fine (laughs) but but baseball like really matters for some reason (laughs) I wonder if part of that is because uh, basketball just is you know constantly in motion and has this momentum and you can tell when a team is like really in control but in baseball that could flip at any second you know yeah there's something that feels like you're always kind of on the verge in a baseball game i think it's you know it's like one of the reasons football has a good amount of drama too is like the 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 notion of a hail mary is possible and like mm-hmm. yeah. games that move constantly just don't really have that you usually can see momentum building one way or the other right yeah my my other problem with basketball is like if the last five minutes of a game can like take a long time and kind of be inconsequential yeah yeah for sure and, and in baseball, you get games like that too, obviously. But like, there is this element of like, anything is possible. Yeah. Um, that I feel like is harder to find in other sports. Yeah. No, for sure. I love a rally. 
Yeah. You gotta love a rally. Love a rally. Man, the rally's gotta be one of the most fun things in sports. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's hard to be on the losing side of that though. <laughs> it's it's brutal. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, one of the most heartbreaking things but that's what's beautiful yeah. about baseball yeah uh, before we go i have a quick i have a quick thing to it's not really plug but to yeah. mention yeah um uh the so this is if you subscribe to the athletic joe posnanski just finished his top top 100 the baseball 100 where he like ranked the top 100 baseball players of all times, according to him, of all time. And he like wrote a piece on every player and it ends up, it's like really long. I mean, he wrote so many words about baseball through the, up this thing, but uh, he just finished it. The last five uh, articles are really great. And everyone, if you're a subscriber, should read them. Oscar Charlson, Henry Aaron, Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, and Willie Mays. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joey sent all, me a couple of these essays throughout the year, and they've all been very good. Yeah, really the whole fun reads, great and, and absolutely worth reading. But those last five, especially, like, um, yeah, I'll read really, those. I'm an athletic, really I'm an athletic subscriber. Yeah, especially like the Oscar Charleston one. That was like the oh, yeah. one I sent to Brady. He was a Negro League player that like there's not that much information about, but just he seemed so incredibly good and everyone talks about how good he was and yeah there, it's like there's no data but everyone's like yeah he was the best player of all time <laughs> yeah. and there's no way to support it Man. yeah um so yeah it's that one is great but they're they're all really good cool that's my plug speaking of plugs evan you got anything to plug <clears throat> yeah no not really um <laughs> uh well you know all comedy is on pause right now but um yeah, check out you can check out my podcast Repeater. We're um, we're doing some quarantine episodes that are getting out there. We have one out now, but there'll be more on the way. Uh, this is a this is a podcast. We talk to people about music. We've had Brady on the show previously, and um, yeah, the latest episode was just kind of a check in with folks where we've been at lately. But we'll be doing some more like deep dive stuff coming up. So check that out. Repeater show is the URL. You can find it on your your podcatchers yeah it's a great great podcast very a very fun listen Fo follow them on social media too they they post oh, yeah. some good stuff at repeater show check it out yeah hell ah. yeah well evan thanks so much for popping on the show thank you guys honored to be here yeah joey thanks for joining me yeah thanks do you think i could come next week do you think i could do it yeah we'll work something out dude <laughs> i'm hoping the best for you joey <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care. The Beanball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Diana Kolsky. If you want to reach us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. People are going to love it, dude. <laughs>